morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Uh, just wanted to say really quickly, I know this is a challenging time for a lot of people. I was talking to a friend yesterday. You know, this is just not a good time for her, um, you know, to to not be working, to uh, uh, not, things are not moving forward. There are things she was uh, moving on in her life that will now suddenly be arrested and won't be able to be completed for God knows how long. And I get it, you know. I completely understand. I am probably one of the few people that I know who is really perfectly positioned um, to endure something like this and to come out on the other side in a better way because I've been working all along towards goals. Um, I've been prepared to be successful. So none of that changes. And um you know, I'll use myself as an example. A couple of years ago, this would have been devastating for me because I was working for myself. Um, and I uh, always had to have clients, you know, and I lost a big client. And before that, even, uh, I would be working in uh, the first apartment they cut during a hard time would be mine. You know, so I had about five or six very tumultuous work years. And it was like, you're doing good, and then you're not. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing great, but then you're not. And so I had to, after I lost that really big client, I had to make a decision. And I didn't want to go back to working for anybody else. I absolutely did not. Um, but, you know, you lose $35,000, $40,000 contract, and, and the rest of the contracts didn't come to match that. And it's like, do I need to take time to try to figure out how to find another client? That will pay this much. And, and to be honest with you, the contract originally was supposed to uh, grow. It was like, oh, well, you know, we'll see how this works. And then we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, give you give you more work and grow your contract. So I was like, cool, this could be ideal. I got to work from home. Uh, I got to set my own schedule. You know, and I was a 1099. I was working for myself. And I was essentially what I thought applying to be this uh, small business's marketing department. Well, come to find out, as I got more involved, either they didn't explain it properly or I got confused. But instead of growing what I wanted to do, once I got in there, it felt like they kept adding more people and subtracting what I would be doing. But the guy who was in charge... Uh, in the middle, my supervisor, he was able to buy a house. He was able to do, uh, so he was clearly making really good money. So I was like, what? I thought I was signing on to work with him and, and just, like I said, be their marketing department. And instead it was like, oh, we're going to hire so-and-so. Oh, you didn't know we had two people who already do that. So it was like all these little bitty pieces of a pie and they were upset that I actually wanted to get paid my actual worth. And I'm like, look, it just it just became so constrictive and strange. And instead of just hiring one person, two people max to do uh, certain roles and, and expand those, they decided, well, we'll just keep hiring like we'll have like six or seven people. So this middle guy, the guy who's supposed to be my supervisor, so he'll have all these people to manage, I guess, so it'll justify his salary. 
So it's like either I'm not smart, which we know that's not true, (laughs) or I was hoodwinked. And it's like, this is not what I agreed to. And then instead of one day getting my paycheck, I got a phone call. So I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. And I had to make an extreme decision and I didn't have any money and it was no virus going on. But I did not get a paycheck for about, I guess, from December to May. And I found this job that I have. And it's, you know, that was one of the most challenging and difficult and horrible times I've ever been through. I forgot my pin code. I didn't use my my ATM card so much. I forgot my pin number. Um, I just did not have any income. And I had to it was a reckoning. I had to ask myself some serious questions like, you know, how did I get here? I've done nothing but work hard. I have done nothing but go to school. I've done nothing but play by all the rules. I've done everything I was supposed to do. And yet somehow I wound up here. So I was feeling really sorry for myself and really frustrated. And then finally, it was just like, you know, I I had uh, been doing some work and reading uh, Wayne Dyer, Power of Intention. And I kept saying, well, I did not intend for this to happen, but yet it happened anyway. So then you have to go deep in the ocean. You have to figure out what's going on. What is it about me that keeps putting myself in situations where I'm vulnerable financially, where I'm vulnerable uh, physically, you know, whatever your deal is. For me, it's almost always been financial. I'm a risk taker when it comes to uh, money and making money. I want to be a filmmaker. You want to, you want to talk about, uh, People always think you have to have courage to come out of the closet and be gay. What you need is to have courage and come home uh, talking about you're a filmmaker to a bunch of working class, middle class people. Uh, they look at you like, oh, that's that's great. She ain't going to have no money. You know what I mean? As soon as you walk out of that, she's going to be broke. It's hell. We're going to have to pay. We're going to have to find make a spare room for her in our basement. You know what I mean? They're not uh, feeling that. I mean, they like the idea of it, but if you're not... Uh, caked up real fast they look at you like okay well that was great what's your next dream <laughs> and that's being nice my mom was never that supportive I mean yeah when it looked like we were actually going to get something done she was into it but then when it fell apart like it was not a soft place to land but anyway I'm just saying I did not want to work full-time that's basically the moral of that story and you know, um, I felt like I got screwed over by yet another company. Um, and I said to myself, like, what is it about me that keeps feeling like this is the best I deserve? And I can't keep blaming other places because I, I keep running into the same work scenario. Um, and it just, I had to make some sacrifices and I had to change the way I thought about work and what work meant to me. And I was very clear to the universe about what I wanted. I wanted to be respected. I wanted to be valued. I wanted uh, to be taken seriously. And I needed flexibility because I'm a caregiver. And I got all of that. And I mean, I really think I had to humble myself and stop acting like I was doing myself some big favor by working for myself when it, when I really hadn't uh, created the right environment for it. And I didn't have the right attitude for it. So I'm saying all that to say, if you're finding yourself struggling through this uh, coronavirus and, and your primary concern is how you're going to survive financially as opposed to 
how am I not going to get this virus because my shit is already squared away and I'm in a good position. You know, we live with a certain amount of uncertainty every day. But if this situation is making you feel extra uncertain, then it's just a good time to sit back and look at how you got here emotionally. There is an emotional roadmap that has led you to where you are if you're upset right now. Whatever it is, if it's with a spouse, if it's with money, if it's with your mother, if it's with your brother, if it's with um, your kids, if you find yourself on the outs emotionally in some situation, there is an emotional roadmap that you can look back and see how you got here. And you have to have the courage to look at it, you know, and sometimes it's just like for me, I feel like um I I've discussed this in the past. For me, it was just super deep feelings of unworthiness. I was raised by people who were born during the depression, uh and in the depression's aftermath. And um, you know, in in the south, you know, my dad was from Pennsylvania, but my mom's from Alabama and you know, just money and money issues caused her great anxiety. And so, you know, in my mind, I wanted to just be free to make the money the way I want to make it. And it never dawned on me that it would be hard to get in the film industry. And I'll take that back. It's probably not hard to get in the film industry. It's hard to get in the film industry the way I wanted to be in the film industry. Uh, I did not want to be uh, sleeping my way to nothing because I knew that I was talented. I know that I'm talented. Um, I know what I know about myself for sure. And I wasn't going to be the girl that had the reputation of, you know, sleeping with a whole bunch of producers just to get my movies made like that. That's never really been an option for me in my life. I really wasn't going to play it there. So, you know, it's just you have to make hard decisions sometimes. And when you look at where you are, if you're not happy, there is a roadmap that you can look at. That will delineate every single choice that you made to put you where you are. And I don't mean to be harsh, but if you're not happy with your life, it's your own fault. There's Those are choices that you made. And I don't mean it in a bad way. You just have to own those decisions. Be accountable for what you did. You made the best choices that you could at the time. And then you move on. Forgive yourself if you need to and move on. No one knows how things are going to turn out. You know what I mean? Like I could be hating the job that I took, but instead I love it. It was the best thing I ever did. And I didn't want to do it. It's one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I had no intention of working in this field or anything like it remotely. I wanted to keep building my business and working from home in the universe or God or whatever you want to call it. I call that loving all-knowing energy God. And it was like, yo, God was like, you got to go. You got to go. You tried this. It was cool. Now it's not. Now you got to pivot and do something else. And I think people don't like the pivot, but the pivot is everything. I wasn't going to Howard University. I was going to University of Kansas. You know what I mean? I really was. Uh, Had my room. I borrowed the money from my brother. It was 30 bucks. He reserved my room. And, um, that's where I was at it. And then I visited Howard and I was like, oh, I'm going here. <laughs> Pivot, you know, so you just you got to just be flexible, you know, and I've been flexible and inflexible at times in my life. And, you know, I, I believe in preparation 
<clears throat> excuse me, in as much as you can be prepared. Who can be prepared for a global virus? I mean, we should have been better prepared. It doesn't take a lot. I've been reading about the coming pandemic probably the last five or six years, but okay, longer than that, almost 10 years. Because I watched Contagion and that made me start look. I watched Contagion in 2012. And so I was paying attention to this kind of stuff for the last eight or nine years. And it's like, okay, if he's making a movie about it, that means the information has been out here for a while. So, yeah, it's just an opportunity to get better. It's an opportunity to heal. It's a time to just be still and and uh, figure out what your next moves are. Because soon this will be over. It's not going to last forever. And life will be altered. And if you have to make more moves, you just have to make more moves. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I ne- One thing I also don't do is beat myself up about how far I am for my age. I just really don't go down that rabbit hole. Uh, The reality is we could all be here another 50 years. If you're 50, you could be here another 50 years. So don't fret over where you are uh, right now. You know, there was no way you were ever going to figure out your life at 18. It works out for some people. I'm going to be a surgeon and they're actually surgeon. That's great. But for most people, it's a journey. And if you're a woman, it's an extra journey because you're going to get punished for having children. That's that men have created one fucked up society. It's true. You will get punished for having kids, yet they want kids. Men want kids and they have to earn more money in the workplace so they can pay for their kids. We're talking a certain demographic here. But uh, when it comes time to pay you for your worth as a woman, well, you've been taking off work with having all these kids. So can't promote you. Think I'm not being honest. Watch the uh, explained episode on Netflix about the pay pay gap. It is a tax for women when they get pregnant. Now, I don't know what my deal is because I didn't really have the kids, but I did make sacrifices for my family and uh And I wanted a. I got punished for being a girl who thought she was smart enough to make movies, clever enough to make movies without having to fuck around to do it. And uh, I don't care if you believe me or not. (laughs) That's what happened. If you want to make movies on your own terms and you're not ready to fuck around and you're not related to Tom Hanks or Steve Steven Spielberg or somebody who could, you know, give you cover as you go in. You know, a woman in film, look, we're still complaining about it. We're still complaining about how women aren't getting nominated and women aren't directing enough movies. And we really want to get on the women of color. You can name all the female directors of color. So, yeah, I I arrived in a prairie. <laughs> it was not <laughs> it was not like a well-developed neighborhood when I got here in 1991 with my film degree. But guess what? I had to go through every single thing that I've gone through to be the person that's prepared to have the career that I wanted to have. And I thank God for every moment, every frustration, every setback, because I'm here and I came to win. And you need to get prepared to do the same thing. This pandemic shit is not going to last forever. And America is going to be poised to rebuild. And you need to be in a position to be a part of that. So make the moves you have to make. Get into your mind. Figure out your spirit. Go, go, go. Understand what's going on and then be prepared. 
Because if you're not, you're going to be worse off. And you don't want that. Trailblazing flames from my launch pad Shopping in front and that jack, I flaunt cash Haters talking shit, but they taunt trash I go the distance, persistent, I finish every inch I never pop from pressure, we're never in a pinch I never wait from this lucid dream I'm living in Never mention submission, I'm never giving in You'll never see me cause I'm speeding in attendant bands Cruising Missouri, St. Louis cause I'm a bill again This music is a revolution, truly militant Accusing stupid looking foolish cause I'm innocent Damn right and I never show a caution Fighting right through fatigue and exhaustion Until I get the fame and claim a fortune I want it all, I will settle for a portion And I don't give a damn whatever man hoards it I'm holding the game ransom for extortion It won't exchange hands unless I force it Not even if I'm dead and gone pushing orchids Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I let you know when the scoop so who can know, who can know, who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told, but I'll let you know when the scoop unfolds So I got this feeling I don't really see it stopping So I'm about to blow the ceiling, get it popping Tune your TV to TMZ if you watching Cause who's about to be ballin' probably obnoxious Like girl, oh you think I'm acting funny I ain't frontin', I'm just stuntin', we got money I got the buzz and it be like we got honey so quit trippin', get in the middle, is you coming? How you feeling with being bourgeois? Honestly, bitch, I feel it too, ma Nevertheless, let's hit Hawaii too, ma And peep all the marine life, hoorah You better know I'm investing in my future Cause when I get it, I won't lose it being stupid The fame machine is a psychopathic guillotine And I admit the addiction, it might make me a fiend And best believe I ain't dying for a stupid cause And I ain't playing victim cause of my human flaws And I ain't I ain't bugging, I ain't drunkin', I ain't screwin' broads I'ma just take this fame and be a superstar Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I'll let you know when the scoop unfolds So who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I'll let you know when the scoop unfolds So I'm going hard till I'm buried in the graveyard Unscarred by the fame or a rape charge No prison walls or slander even if hate's hard I'm only being known for spitting great bars And hell no, Joe, I never sold out Cause I expose my soul every so sold out I got what I asked for, wanna know how Praying to God, got what I asked for, no doubt Who can know, who can know Who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be told But I let you know when the scoop unfolds So who can know who can know, who can really know what the future holds I don't really know when truth be 